When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll update you on the recent performance of the brand portfolio that owns Premier Protein and Dimatize. But before we get started, I would love if you took 53 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. I've said it once and I'll say it again. It's crazy how the number one brand in all of convenient nutrition can still have so much untapped organic growth opportunity. So I'll provide further details on what I meant in that introductory statement a bit later in this content, but on November 20th of 2023, Bellring Brands updated the public markets by releasing its fiscal 2023 fourth quarter earnings report that covers the period ending September 30th of 2023. I'll be utilizing the financial information within those documents along with the notes I took while listening to the earnings call and any relevant publicly disclosed news to obviously update you on the recent performance of the brands in that functional CPG portfolio but also use it as a backdrop to discuss market insights within the active nutrition formats of the liquids and powders. And before we get into that financial information, I wanted to officially mention something that I've been alluding to over the last year. Bellring Brands had mostly hidden the quarterly performance of the other category, which is the Power Bar brand at this point. This is mostly because the sales have become immaterial to the portfolio. So, it only seemed logical that a discontinuation or sale announcement was imminent. Well, that time was this quarter, yet it will only be for the Power Bar business in North America. Of the estimated $47 million in annual sales for Power Bar, about 83.5% of that total comes from international markets, which will continue its operations. Surprisingly, the international Power Bar business accounts for more than a quarter of all the international revenue of Bellring Brands. But I'll mention a bit more about that geographical revenue distribution a bit later in this content. Right now, let's jump into those Bellring Brands fourth quarter and full year revenue numbers. Net sales for Bellring Brands this quarter were $472.6 million. That was up an astounding 24.6% year over year, which is comprised of a positive 5.2% in pricing and 19.4% increase in volume. If we're looking at a quarter over quarter sequential perspective, Bellring Brands also saw its revenue grow just over 6%. 
Looking at the quarterly sales by brand, Premier Protein was up 30.2% year over year. This was coming from a substantial price increase, but the brand volumes were also up 21% year over year. If we focus on just the Premier Protein RTDs, that product format saw net sales increase 28.9% year over year, again from strong price increases, but the RTDs also had volumes that were up 21.2%. Now on the Dimatized Nutrition brand, it saw quarterly net sales fall just under 1% year over year. This mostly volume decline was caused by lapping a trade inventory build in the international and specialty channels during the prior year period. Shifting over to the annual numbers for fiscal 2023, Bellring Brands generated net sales of $1.67 billion, which was up an equally impressive 21.5% year over year, driven by a 12.2% improvement in price and mix, and then a 9.3% increase in volume. If we wanted to break that annual revenue down by brand, Premier Protein would make up 83.2% of the total, or $1.39 billion. Throughout the year, net sales at Premier Protein increased 24.8% year-over-year, driven by almost an equal weight of pricing power and volume increase. Dimatize would make up 14% of the Bellring brand's total sales, or $233.4 million. Throughout the year, net sales at Dimatize increased 10.8%, driven by mostly improvement in pricing. If we wanted to break down the annual Bellring brand's revenue by product format, RTD protein shakes made up 79.6% of the net sales and powders were 17.4% of the total net sales. The distribution of sales by product format is quite similar to last year's period. But as I always do in these quarterly Bellring brands content pieces, I wanted to dive deeper into firstly the Premier Protein RTD shakes business activity, and then also cover the diametized protein powders. Overall, the RTD liquid subcategory of convenient nutrition has shown extremely strong growth during the last three plus years compared to historical rates. This effect did start to fade a bit in the middle of 2022, but has now roared back to three to four times the historical average in the category. During this time period, the brand has faced an episodic combination of capacity constraints, strong comparatives, little to no trade promotions, and a voluntary product recall, but Premier Protein has been able to overcome each at, frankly, an insanely efficient manner. In terms of retail consumption growth by channel, its biggest for Premier Protein RTDs is the club, which grew 28.5% this quarter. The brand's other major sales channels of mass retail, grocery, and e-commerce were up 60.6%, 28.1%, and 47.7% year-over-year, respectively. Overall, consumption trends for both tracked and untracked channels for Premier Protein RTDs was up 36.1% year-over-year, which was another quarter-over-quarter -quarter improvement that helped improve the last 52-week consumption trends from up the mid-teens last quarter to now up 25%. For the second straight quarter, consumption was in line with shipments as higher RTD shake production improved retail stock positions. Pair that with the reintroduction of certain shake flavors and planned incremental promotional activity, and total distribution points grew 11% quarter over quarter, reaching all-time highs for the brand this quarter. Household penetration for the entire Premier Protein brand is at 16.3%, which has rebounded close to its all-time high rate that was reached in 2021. This recent brand household penetration growth is being fueled by promotional activity restarting, 
thus bringing deal-seeking buyers back towards the Premier Protein brand. Moreover, it's important to note that Premier Protein does lead the category in household penetration. Premier Protein's market share spiked one percentage point from the last quarter, reaching 21.4% of the total RTD liquids category of convenient nutrition. With the full range of flavors and promotional activity returning, the brand should see that market share continue to climb even further in 2024. Just a quick note on a few different Premier Protein formats, while not a material impact to the business yet, licensing efforts in frozen pancakes and cereal help prove the brand has power beyond the healthy living sets inside of retailers. Additionally, Premier Protein's powder SKUs this quarter grew over 50% year-over-year and reached over $50 million in net sales in fiscal 2023. These seem to be both incremental to RTD shake sales and beneficial towards growing the brand's household penetration. And that's probably a good transition to now shifting the content towards the diametized nutrition protein powders. And just like the RTD liquid subcategory of convenient nutrition has shown extremely strong growth over the last few years, the kind of the same thing is happening on the ready to mix powder subcategory. That categorical growth is a propellant for the diametized brand that has seen huge consumption gains across all sales channels over the last 13 weeks and is now the top selling or second ranked performance protein brand in most of its key retailers. Mass retail was up 39.2%, grocery was up 48.9%, e-commerce was up 37.3%, and then club was up 100%. The only blemish comes from the specialty channel, and that might be shocking for you old school sports nutrition industry professionals that remember Diamondize from the 2000s, but this shrinking sales channel is no longer a major priority for the brand, and I fully expect that specialty will continue to struggle from a comparative standpoint into the future. But overall, even with the brand facing some very strong comparable numbers from throughout fiscal year 2022, total dollar consumption sales of Diamondize in tracked and untracked channels still grew this quarter at an impressive 38.4% and 33.7% for the last 52 weeks. Powders are becoming more mainstream and category proliferation has created an environment where more consumers are purchasing performance nutrition position products at grocery stores and mass retailers. Additionally, Diamondize's first broader media investment in the company's history successfully helped grow its flagship ISO 100 product line. So Bellring Brands will continue that marketing strategy into fiscal 2024. These are central reasons why total distribution points and all commodity volume percentage for Diamondize are at all-time highs for the brand. Let's quickly shift into a Bellring Brands operational update. Firstly, the gross profit margin in the quarter was 32.9% of net sales, which was up 60 basis points year-over-year. Year. Gross profit margin was also 240 basis points higher on a quarter-over-quarter quarter sequential basis. The higher gross profit margin was driven by improved pricing, that mitigated input cost inflation, which was partially offset by incremental promotional activity. From an annual perspective, Bellring Brand's gross profit margin was 31.8% of net sales, which was up 100 basis points year over year. Similarly, the higher gross profit margin was driven by pricing actions that mitigated significant input cost inflation, along with receiving favorable freight rates. Additionally, Bellring Brands will continue seeing margin expansion from protein costs continuing to fall. That being said, leadership reaffirmed that this will rightfully be 
allocated to marketing and promotional spends that were put on hold so to not worsen the supply constraint problem that started to clear up now. That's probably a good transition to talk about what I was mentioning in the introduction, how the number one brand in the convenient nutrition category can still have so much untapped organic growth opportunity. I look at this untapped potential, most of which gets unlocked by improvements in Premier Protein RTD shake operations in kind of a few different areas. The first was mentioned in length in my last quarterly update, but to quickly recap, none of the Premier Protein headwinds over the last like two-ish years were bigger than needing to overcome the manufacturing capacity constraints around aseptic low acid processing to produce RTD shakes. That being said, Bellring Brands has transformed its RTD protein shake co-man network, growing production 17% year over year in fiscal 2023. Additionally, they've partnered with the biggest and most reputable players in the industry to make large CapEx investments, which has now given them a scalable, regionally diverse supply chain that will enable many more years of robust growth. And you might be thinking, how does operations create revenue? few points to make here. Firstly, the additional manufacturing capacity helps them consistently keep their full lineup of flavors on shelves, providing on average more SKUs per store and ACV improvement and overall larger TDPs that generally equal higher sales. Secondly, delivering heavy liquid products more efficiently because of a regionally diverse supply chain will create cost savings that can be reallocated back into growth activities like marketing. Thirdly, more manufacturing capacity allows for innovation aggressiveness when format would be the same as its top sellers. What I mean by this is if Premier Protein had a new plant-based protein RTD innovation they believe is a winner, but had no capacity for it already because it's winning proven products are kind of taking up everything, they would be gun shy to launch that. Finally, the increased scalability of this revamped Coman network will give the sales and marketing teams more confidence to get aggressive on growth activities that both increase velocity and open up new sales channels, which is kind of a good transition into this next area of untapped potential for Premier Protein. The brand's current sales activity is both highly concentrated by sales channel domestically and then also geographically. I'll start with the revenue diversification opportunity that's likely most realistic of grabbing in the near term. As mentioned earlier, Bellring Brands generates just shy of 90% of its total revenue from the U.S. market. My assumption is that Dimatize and Powerbar have an outside share of that international revenue. This is because Dimatize is a legacy sports nutrition brand that has long-standing international distributor relationships, plus powders are easily exported with good margins. And then I already kind of talked about Powerbar, but I think a lot of that has to do with Bellring Brands having a European office and that brand still having equity across some of those markets. As for the star of the portfolio, Premier Protein, this is a bit of a hodgepodge as to why international sales are relatively small. For one, there's still so much opportunity in the domestic market that they haven't captured yet. Additionally, with moving heavy liquids around, it would require in-country manufacturing, which isn't that big of a problem in some of the developed nations. But again, it's a distraction when they're struggling to keep up in the States with Premier Protein Powders growing in popularity and this interest in licensing brand IP into other categories. 
that likely creates some additional low-hanging fruit international opportunities, but I wouldn't expect Premier Protein to grow leaps and bounds internationally anytime soon. And then the other sales channel revenue diversification opportunity surrounds offering single-serving SKUs. As you might know, Premier Protein's largest customers are Costco, Walmart, slash Sam's Club, and Amazon, where they sell in multi-pack SKUs. These three accounts make up around 75% of the brand's total revenue in fiscal 2023. Why isn't Premier Protein sold in convenience stores to the same level as Fairlife slash Core Power or Muscle Milk? These brands are owned by the Coca-Cola Company and PepsiCo, which are the absolute masters at the required channel route to market called DSD distribution. This is not a core competency of Bellring brands currently and would require substantial strategic shifts. That being said, they could speed up this endeavor by creating a strategic partnership with the likes of Keurig Dr. Pepper. But maybe that thought needs explored more in future content. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 